This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. and welcome i I, i'm getting to this point now drew where nothing plays for me like my intros don't play did you see an intro was there an intro did you see one no no intro okay right hello i heard one but i didn't see one This, this is the intro I didn't see that. <laughs> Nothing came off my screen. So the professionality of this is already in tatters. Um, but no, there you go. Uh, hello, Dre. How are you doing about you? Good? You well? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, sorry for being late. We've got some house renovating going on, so I didn't want to. Oh, it's fine. I mean, you have just have to apologize to... to me. You have to apologize to them. They're the I'm ones not going to apologize to them. them. They're the ones taking the piss in the chat, so they can do it. <laughs> of course, I would not expect any less from the TGT gang whatsoever. <laughs> um, before we crack on with things, uh, we do have to quickly address, of course, as this is uh, the Let's Talk Arsenal show, it does mean it is sponsored by uh, Football Prizes. And we've got a very good prize for you this week um, because it is a signed and framed uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang uh, boot, uh, which obviously, if you would like to be in the chance of winning, you need to buy a ticket, first of all. They're not going to just give it to you. Um, but there's 99 tickets in the competition. 63 have already been sold. So if you go to the Football Prizes website, which is in the description, uh, you'll be able to find the prize there. Uh, on the website but there's only quick maths 36 tickets remaining see that see drew nothing's lost on me it used to be a teacher some quick maths right there <laughs> um, but there's still 36 tickets left and of course one of those tickets will be given away to one of our members on friday in the discord server so make sure if you are in our discord server which you have to be a member to enter uh, then you can get your number in and you might be picked to get a ticket there so uh, there you go but uh, drew obviously we aren't here to talk about Pierre and Gamamiang specifically. We may come on to him in a bit and people will see why. But I want to kick off the show by talking and reacting to a couple of comments that came out from Arteta because there's not really any way you can do a perfect or rather a projected perfect summer window without talking about the coach. And today there were some very interesting comments uh, about the window, which obviously 
Arsenal fans around the world took very normally. Um, they 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 breathed them in, they breathed them out again, and just got on with the rest of their day like nothing happened. Um, and it was great to see some maturity on all platforms possible. No backlash, no overreaction, no hyperbole whatsoever. It was great. I'm lying, um, but it was still great. Um, but Drew, obviously, he turned around and said, I mean, let's start off with the Willian question because obviously he was asked about Willian. And this is quite a funny, it's a very Arteta answer. But he says, first of all, we signed a player with an incredible talent, a proven talent and performance level in this league. And this season has been difficult and I take full responsibility because I have to be the one getting the best out of him. And we had moments but not to the level that he did before. This is an assessment that we will do individually with the players and with Edu, the board and the ownership to make the right decisions for the future. And then he is then asked if William will still be here in the summer. And in very Arteta fashion, he says, every player that is under contract is very likely to be here with us next season. So, I mean, Drew, what you see is what we're going to have next year. We're going to have all of them. Genduzzi, Torreira's going to be here. We're going to see, well, David Luiz, I mean, we might re-sign him, even though he said he's going now. What, what do you make of those comments? Very honest comments, clearly, from Arteta. What do you yeah, make? I just feel like, at this point, people have to take everything with, like, mountains of salt, not just grains of salt. It's just... <laughs> he jumping into piles yeah, of salt. No, <laughs> pretty much, I just feel like no manager is really going to come out and say, you know, 15 players are on, on our transfer list this summer. You know, it doesn't really put us in a good position to negotiate for anything. So I think if, and you and I talked about this before, if if you want to bring players in this summer, we actually have a, a, a pretty bloated squad. I don't think people remember how many players we have coming back on loan from, from loans. So I just feel like not everything is just what you, what, what you need. And you can translate anything to how you want to spin it. But I just feel like, if we want to make purchases, which I think we do, I think Arteta does, Eddie does, you know, obviously the fans do. Players have to go. So, and I, jo- I jokingly said, of course, players that are under contract are going to be here this summer because they have a contract. Doesn't mean we're not going to sell players. It means the players we, you know, I jokingly said the players that we keep obviously have a contract, so they're still here. Just making light of the situation, but yeah, no, I just, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I just, you know, but I get the angst. You know, a lot of fans are still reeling from what is. You know, currently still technically a very disappointing season. So, you know, I'm not surprised with, with, with the backlash. You know, thanks for making me laugh about, you know, <laughs> everyone taking it in stride and no one overreacting at all, which is just pretty standard. But um, yeah. but I understand it. Um, but I just kind of feel like, you know, the season's not even over yet. Wait and see what goes on. You know, the rumor mill is going to kick up. So it's every day it's going to be the same thing, really, you know. But, um, yeah, like I guess I'm not too fussed. Um, I think we have a lot of work to do uh, in certain areas. Uh, you and I will talk about that later, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I don't think all hope is lost. I don't think we're going to sit here and, and, and have Lucas Torreya starting at, at Wolves, you know, in November yeah. as an example. So, yeah, I think, we'll, I think we're going to be fine. Yeah, so do I. I. Again, if you did read the comments from Arteta, we are being quite, um, what's the word? A bit of satire is being used, of course. I wouldn't take anything of what he said uh, with anything of an ounce of, of truth, to be honest. Uh, you might be able to see some in it, but 
the fact of the matter is the entire squad is not going to be here next season. It's just just not going to happen. Even he might say it's very likely. But as I I tried to highlight on Twitter at the Green Talk TV, if you're going to go and follow us, and you can find Drew at Logic Lair as well. Um, but if you saw the tweet, effectively, there's kind of three reasons. One, it's just not possible because we don't have that many. We can't have that many slots in the squad for that to be the case with all the players we've got coming back from loan as well. Um, that would mean Kalasanac is going to still be here. That is going to Torreira would still be here if he was telling the truth, which is just not true. It's just not. It's just wrong. It's just not true. It's just not going to happen. Um, so don't take it like that. Uh, of course, there's also the thing about you don't want to weaken your negotiating position uh, in, in kind of transfer talks and about selling players. So of course you want to say that players are still going to be here because if you're going to say that you're going to let them go. That just instantly drops their price in the market. So don't lose your minds about what Arteta said because it's not uh, gospel is probably the best way to do it. Now, the point of today's video is to basically do something that a lot of people in the chat box and the comments have been asking us to do on the channel for a long time and basically do like a whole clear out of players that, that we would keep players that we're going to get rid of and the players that we would like to sign. And so we are going to do that today, um, which I know a lot of you are very excited about because people love talking about transfers. Obviously, we're going to get to that. Now, we're going to start off the show um, by doing the the players that we are looking to sell from the squads. Uh, and then we'll go into the players that we'd like to bring in. And then we're going to finish off the video by going through uh, the players that we obviously would like to see in our starting 11 next season. So let me just share the screen with you guys so you can see how this is going to work. Drew has not seen this yet, so this is going to be all new to him. Um, but you should be able to see on the screen, you can, uh, our ins and outs, or rather our outs. Oh, no. Listen, this is how screenshots happen and people keep you accountable on social media. It's over yes, now. it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> this, uh, this is why I'm so happy that I've judged so many of your choices. Yeah. <laughs> And we're starting with you, Drew, uh, mm. as well. Yes, so we'll go, through, we'll go through the team. Obviously, there's quite a few, so we can't spend ages on each one. But just yeah. a, a brief kind of outline as, as we go through. The first one, I'm really surprised, Drew. <laughs> what, why, why are you getting rid of William, mate? What's, what's up with that? What's I hope you're being sarcastic. Like, <laughs> so, so, real, so real fast, I was more open to the signing for more or less the reasons Oteta gave us yeah, in the so summer, sorry. you know. You needed depth. He was happy to come. You know, he did show creativity last season, not just for Chelsea, but overall in the Premier League. So I was happy for it. But at the end of the day, it's not worked. And I feel like his existence in the squad might be taking valuable minutes away from younger players who, now that we're probably not getting Europe, when we're going to be rotating less in theory, I want those players to be playing more. So simple as that. I just And I feel like we could just take the wages back, you know. And, and if he has interest from MLS or wherever else, you know, I'm fine with it. So, yeah. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, Gendouzi. This is yeah. going to split the fan base because um, I know a lot of people want to see care. him stay. But... No, I'm, I'm good. Like, so for me, I just feel like there's a difference. For me, there's a fine line between you can recognize that a player, a young player has talent, but if it's not getting on from from, a, from that mental aspect. You know, he went on, on to Hertha and two separate managers of Hertha mentioned the fact that he needs to mature rapidly and he really didn't. So for me, that's it. And I was more than fine with it, reintegrating him to the squad if he showed that progression at Hertha on that, that side of his game and he really hasn't. So why would you keep him? You know, you have interest from Marseille. You know, he might be happier in France. Not, and, you know, he's got a family to worry about. So there's a number of factors. I don't think we need him. I don't think we, I don't think he would have made any difference this season in, in reality. 
So um, again, I think you know you can double what we made, double what we paid from rather, given what you know the rumor mill saying. So yeah, I'm fine with him going yeah. as well. And Marseille mm -hmm. are apparently interested. So yeah, and uh, he, I think he'd get on there quite well. So yeah, let him go. Yeah, I mean they've pretty much got Europa League for next season, so he would still yeah. be in Europe. Um, there you go. Uh, let's go for Eddie and Ketia. Shocked, mate? Why is he? Why is he going? <laughs> I, I, I don't have to answer this. Let's just move forward. I think it's pretty clear. Like he's he's never going to start at this club, no matter yeah. if Lacazette or Oba's here. Again, no Europe. He's not going to get minutes unless one or both of those strikers, if they're still here, are injured. Mm. Where does he fit in? So you you let him go, you know, you, and you then you have a pathway for Balogun as well. If you let him go, in theory, you should be giving his minutes to Balogun next season. And now that we've extended that, it just makes the most sense. You give him to a club who, you know, bottom half Premier League club who needs center forward. He could go to Brighton, maybe build a career there. He could go down to a top level championship side, build a, a career there, and then come back up to the Premier League. There's a lot of pathways for him still available. So for his career and for the fact that you know we don't need him anymore, it makes sense for both parties. Bellerin. <laughs> so uh, this is tough for me because I really uh, is it tough. Oh, you just hear me out. Just hear me out. Yes, you didn't cuddle. Was it tough getting rid of Bellerin? <laughs> for for it was tough in the sense that I kind of feel like I don't think he's been brilliant this season, but I think more and more people have come I don't out. Think now. he's been brilliant? No, I don't season. think so. More and more people have come out <laughs> this season and have said that. A, there's a lot of swirl on the fact that he was more or less convinced to give Arteta one more season. And if he really didn't want to be here this season, is it surprising that he didn't really play like he wanted to be here? Probably not. So if he doesn't want to be here, let him go. Simple. You know, I think he brings qualities that we might miss, not even necessarily on the pitch, although I think he was decent enough half the time. But I think the way he understands the club, the way he understands what it means to come through the ranks at the club, these are the kind of things that you still want to have senior players at your at your club to understand and help younger players come through with that. So I think I, I would miss that more than maybe what he brings on the pitch. And if he's not the type of fullback that maybe Arteta wants moving forward, then it's fine. I think he's been a, a phenomenal servant and he got thrown into a career maybe a little bit earlier with that Debussy injury. You know, he didn't start well against Dortmund, but everyone thought the world of him after he settled. And I think for the majority of the time, I think he's been good for us. And if he doesn't want to be here anymore, then you cut your ties and that's okay. Um, how yeah, much? That's it. That's oh man. Um, how much do you think? What's his price? I think for me, honestly, uh, you could probably say thirty million. Oh, I think you'd struggle. I think I you'd think struggle, you but I think good. that's the ceiling. I think you're probably looking something like twenty. You know, yeah, between twenty and 30, 20 yeah. and twenty-five. Somewhere between. That. I think thirty would be phenomenal. I think you can maybe squeeze thirty out of PSG, but if it's not PSG, you could. I think twenty would be fine. And I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Uh, Kalasanak. <laughs> like, look, I actually, I, I don't, I don't have an issue with him, but I just feel like he's just, he's never going to be a fullback that's going to work in a, a technical system that requires a lot of technical craft, um, mm. where he has enormous responsibilities on multiple fronts. It's, it's different when, when he performed at Schalke when, um, a couple of years back when, Things are very, very simple. He pressed high, he got forward. That was it. Simple. Here, it's, yeah. it's a lot different. You, know, you have to be more intelligent when you're in defense. You have to understand different bases of play a little bit more. Um, you do need that, that technical craft. He doesn't really have that in his locker. So for me, again, I think you cut your ties. Uh, I think he's also probably happy to go. So again, that's fine. I, it's easy to, to let players go if they don't want to be here. Like We're not struggling struggle to show them the door in theory. It's just a matter of making sure that someone can pick them up. But yeah, I think... Again, I don't think the move was bad in principle when it happened. It just didn't 
pan out for for this current manager, and that's okay. Fair enough. Uh, Mainly, mm. uh, I think for me this is down to I. I don't think there's going to be room for him in midfield, and I think that's where he wants to play. So if he's not happy to deputize as a right back and maybe remold and rebrand himself on the pitch to, to suit what the club needs, then you have to let him go. And again, I think he's a player that could build a pretty solid career elsewhere. And that's okay. And I, I don't think he's ever going to be a world beater for us. I don't think he's ever going to, to play ahead of Partey or, or Jacka. Presumably we're going to regret not taking that 18 million pound bid from Wolves last A hundred percent. I feel like I know a lot of fans, some for on, well, I don't know what planet they existed on, but demanding 25 or 30 million pounds. <laughs> 30 million I, I'll never I understand it. That. Oh, dude, I'll dude. never understand it. I remember the discussions that we had in the WhatsApp group where you and I would, we'd lose our minds at people saying such nonsense. So I, for me, I, he's I'll an England international Drew. He's won an FA Cup. He's 30 <laughs> million during a pandemic, surely. Completely irrelevant <laughs> to me, honestly. But no, I feel like, you know, yeah. if we're, we're lucky to get maybe 15 or 20 in the summer, at a stretch, twenty at a stretch. Yeah. But again, yeah, I just if we don't got twenty. Feel, I'll be ecstatic. To be yeah, honest. I just again, I just feel like he. There are enough clubs in the Premier League that that could maybe use him. How he wants to be used, and mm-hmm. where he'll just get more minutes. You know, if we had Europe, maybe it's a different discussion, but we don't probably. So yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, the TGT mascot uh, is going away, which is Tried a shame. Um, but uh, but yeah, no more Mainsley. Tom Rosenhammer, of course, a good friend of uh, Mike's, uh, has got Mainsley on the back of his shirt, which he will have to frame now and send to me. That's, That's what he deserves. That's what he gets. <laughs> uh, Joe Willett, this is an interesting one, actually, because obviously he's done really well since going to Newcastle. Yeah. Um, and I was very much a Willock out, uh, if you want to <laughs> coin the phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's starting to change your mind a bit. But why are you still on the out train? So I, it's not because I don't think he doesn't have potential. I feel mm-hmm. like he simply does not fit the footballing requirements that Arteta is going to want from a midfielder. Everyone talks about the fact that we need goals in midfield. That, for me, is a, sl- a slight myth, but that's a whole other discussion for a whole different topic. But he's more used like more of an 8-10 hybrid at Newcastle. He's much further up the pitch. He, You know, he's... They, they want Goldsman, but also it's it's a more simplified system. He's not required to be a brilliant passer for Newcastle. You know, he's required to, to press high and then maybe create more in the final third. But I think for midfield for Arteta, for the center midfield pair, I, their tasks are different. I think we've seen that. You know, even, and I kind of looked it up, even since Arteta's come in, even Jaka's goals have dropped. So I think yeah. that that I think that tells you that goals from midfield is not what Arteta's concern is. It's ball, it's ball progression. It's being able to recycle play, being able to be supporting when you're building from the back. Those are requirements. And for Willock, I think he just needs to go on and get forward. He's more of an Aaron Ramsey, closer to that than maybe what uh, the midfield pair might look for us moving forward. So mm. I think from that aspect, and also I, I think Newcastle that that long Newcastle has shown that he can go elsewhere and, and maybe walk into a side and, and do well. So again, it's not because I don't think he's a bad player. I, I don't think he's a bad player. Um, I just don't think he suits what we need from a technical and a tactical standpoint. And when that happens, you can't just keep all the players just because you might like them or because they came to the academy because they're good. If they, if they don't suit what you're trying to build, then you don't keep them. And I think for me, that's kind of where it is. So that might be a little bit harsh because I think he's he would be a good servant for obvious reasons. But mm. yeah, I just don't think it would work out. Fair enough. Uh, mm. Nelson. Relson. 
So I, I wish I had screenshots of of the WhatsApp, and you and I can vividly remember <laughs> during his loan at Hoffenheim when he came back. I said he still was not. By the way, had... Drew goes to the "I told you so." That's realm. exactly correct. This is where this is where we're going. So, but <laughs> the simple fact is, this is almost kind of and slightly similar to with the Willard loan. Yeah, Nelson did better with Hoffenheim than he has with us. But I think that, again, there's other reasons why that happened. And also, he didn't really start for them. People forget that. They talk about the goals, okay. but he scored more goals off the bench than when he started. You know, he And the same issues that he had at Hoffenheim, he still has with us currently, two years on. He also yeah. refused to go out on loan to maybe get those minutes to try to build his profile on the pitch. So it just doesn't seem like, to me, he's been willing to actually do what it takes to improve as a player to maybe work himself into our tennis system and into the 11. So if he hasn't been willing to do that, he hasn't progressed as a player for me, why would we keep him? So for me, I think you sell him. Again, another example of a younger player who could go to someone like, I don't know, like a Brentford maybe, and then maybe try to build something there, just as an example. Yeah. So I again, I think you cut your ties. You know, I, I, I'm not, I don't have that attachment to academy players that a lot of our fan base do. And I understand what, where the attachment comes from, but at some point, you can't keep beating the same drama over and over and over again. And for me, yeah, I think he should that, have gone in January. He, he should have, and the fact that he, the fact that he refused it, and then didn't, it, yeah. and then didn't do what it takes to try to work himself into Arteta's mind frame. At that mm. point, there's your answer for me. So yeah, fair enough. Um, I can't see it because there's something on my screen. I think that's Torreira. I can only see his eyes. Yes, I think it's Torreira. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's just the thing where I'm sharing the screen and it's saying, oh, you are sharing this screen, but it's Torreira. <laughs> yeah, so no, again, um, I, I think he I think he served a purpose. I think the way he started when we first brought him under Emery, it was brilliant. People loved him. I think he played quite well, but again, I just don't think he's going to be the kind of midfield that we're going to want or need. And also, in fairness, I, he's not happy at the club he's not happy in in country so that within itself means you should probably sell a lot of times when players just don't settle in a new environment you're never gonna get the best out of them even if they fit the manager's system even if they they get on with their with, with their club mates if, if he's not happy with life in england in the premier league just let him go you know what i mean i think that's pretty cut and dry so yeah i think just let him go uh cost Tintinos Mavlopanos. <laughs> Again, uh, so he's been very, very good for Stuttgart. Um, but mm. he's been good in the back three. You know, he's... And I, and I just feel like we're just... Oh, panic. Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> Jig is up. Um, I just feel like we also were going to have too many center backs. You, know, you can't go into a, a season that likely will be without Europe and have six and seven center backs at the club. You don't need. Someone really didn't like you going for Mavropanos or selling him. Someone's. I mean, they're after you. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Like, I mean, again, I mean, it's not. Again, it's not that I don't like him. I've seen what he's yeah. done at Stuka, but I feel like that's not a good place for him. And I feel like he's better in a back three than the than the back two. That that's the other thing as well. So, um, and with the minutes that he's going to get there, they quite like him. Mislintat um, is constantly singing his praises. Um, Matarazzo quite likes him as well. So, yeah, I just feel like mm. let him go. You can, we paid pennies for him. Was it two, two million that we paid for him? Was that? I honestly got that number. 1.9, I think. Yeah. So you could feasibly sell him for 15 to 20 time. million to sell him yeah. 10 yeah. times what we paid for him. So yeah. there's no reason why you don't you take that, that, that profit and run. 
Um, especially if we're going to try to bring Suga back and reintegrate him into the team. You still have holding. Mm. I think a lot of people have it with the fact that Chambers might be staying. So automatically right there, you're looking at six center backs. You don't need six center backs for a season without Europe. So yeah, I think you just, I think you just let him go. You can't keep everybody, you know? And I think if it wasn't working out with Saliba, then I would probably keep him. But I think, so yeah, just, just based off of that, I think if, if Saliba came out and was adamant that I don't want to be here, if Arteta was adamant, I don't want him. I want to sell them, then I would keep my pounds. I think it's just basically it's more or less based off that. Really. Yeah. So, Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, now, this is an interesting one. Uh, Abama Yang. <laughs> Go on. Do I have to? Like, I mean, yes, you know, I want you to explain <laughs> this choice, please. I feel like everybody knows my stance on him by now. And I, I feel like there's the system. What we assume the system is going to be under Arteta is not a system that is going to be the sole purpose is going to be getting your center forward as many chances as humanly possible. I don't think yeah. we're looking at that kind of scenario. And that's the kind of scenario that Oba thrives in. And I just kind of feel like something, something's a bit off with him maybe this summer. Um, I don't know. And I just, first of all, I don't think we should have extended them anyway. You, you knew that, obviously. So. Yes. Yeah, look at you, you look at Yonix coming. <laughs> I, I, I I block Yonix out half the time because I feel like I don't know when he's serious or joking, and I feel like sometimes when he's joking, he's being serious. He's like so. he's like a dog in your house that you know you really probably shouldn't keep, but you know he, he like attacks the neighbor a couple of times. That's, I think that's a bit. I think that's a bit harsh. He's a good but, dog to have around, but you know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah maybe we should. I've always you know I've nearly kicked him a few times, but he's just good. He's good for the crowd he's really good when people come over <laughs> no, no I, I do i think he has a lot of good insight but i think sometimes he and i are clashes in friendly ways but it's never gonna go where we're gonna mutually agree to disagree it's gonna be like no i'm right you're right i'm wrong you're wrong so yeah no i just kind of feel like i think you saw how well uh lacazette bonded on the pitch with saka and, and, and smith row and i think I'd rather build with a forward that wants to be more expansive in his play, who wants to bring others and involve others. And I don't think Oba's never been that player. He's never going to be that player. And I just, again, I don't think he's just going to fit long-term what we want to do. And he's not going to be as effective as he can be elsewhere. And someone like Oba will always find you goals. But I think this season was very telling as to when the, the system started to mold about being the collective, the collective attacking responsibilities. His goals, yeah, yeah. his goals diminished, and Lacazette is in the top ten in the Premier League in goals. So, and you can't keep them both. You know, Oba's not going to be effective enough out wide, and I don't think while they may be friends, I don't think they're happy to split time as center forwards. So one of them has to go, and because I didn't want to extend him, and arguably I didn't want him at the club in the first place, I would go with Oba. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's go on to my side of things there. Mine's easy to kick off with because I just get to do this. Um, and it tells you all the ones that I agree with, uh, with Drew, uh, Willian Genduzi and Katia Bellerin. Kalasinac, uh, Mainsley, Nelson. That's a fair Chimera. percentage. I'm surprised. And Mavropanos. Um, Mavropanos is there, and I know a lot of people in the chat were kind of disagreeing with that point. He's there purely because I just don't see a, really a place for him in, in the amount yeah. of congestion that we have um, in in that centre-back line. I think that you've, we've renewed, obviously, uh, holding. We're looking to renew Chambers as well. Um, Saliba's coming back. There's even like, there's even, like, links um, between us going for... 
like Tosin at Fulham and Anderson at Fulham and linking us to other. And we were linked with a right solid centre back in January. We were looking at that position. So I really don't know. Um, and I think the thing was with Mavropanos is that he's for me at the bottom end of the list. And if you can get a lot of money for him after a decent loan deal, then you take it in this moment. If he's a really that far down the list and you can get a good money for him, it makes sense to, in my view, move him on at this stage. He might go on to prove me absolutely wrong, but that's fair enough. Um, but I think right now it's the right choice. The ones I've not put in here is the ones obviously we should discuss, which is uh, Joe Willock and uh, Anna Bamiang, uh, which is there. I've kept Bamiang purely because I think you would really struggle to sell him. Um, yeah. And I feel like with the players that I'm selecting for us to bring in to really increase our chance creation of a specific type, I think he might thrive, um, and I think he's had a bad season. I think that obviously we will still keep him at the club, and that's why I've kept him. Uh, he doesn't start for me still at the moment, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I am keeping him. And with Willock, I have really, I have kind of changed my mind a bit around Willock over the last few weeks or so, um, and I think that he is someone that maybe can offer us goals from midfield, which is something we desperately lack. Uh, in, in the squads and maybe he can earn a place in the team if he is used in the right way. If he's used like he is at, at uh, Newcastle, be it from the bench or being used kind of as a second striker type player if we have injuries or if we need to bring someone else in, I think he, he can work. Um, now, I have got some to replace those gaps with Drew. Uh, the first one is Burns Leno. Wow. <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty done at this point. I'm just, I'm just done. I'm just I'm holding my hands up and just going. Yeah, um, I'm not. So, I'm. I'm so done. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll come. I'll come in and just say that. Oh God. I think if I feel like we could upgrade on him for an amount of money that wasn't going to cost him to just be so high, then I probably would consider it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird because you we've talked about this you and I separately and then we've talked about it in, in the WhatsApp and we've talked about it on Twitter and threads and again I, I do think that Leno is a brilliant shot stopper but his overall his overall ability as a keeper I think the areas that he struggles in are the areas that we can't have him struggle in if you see what I'm saying yeah. so I feel yeah. like for me that's kind of a dividing line so I feel like if if you could get a keeper who was a better rounded keeper or just better than overall and it wasn't going to cost you an arm and a leg then you could probably consider that but i feel like as priorities go i feel like that's the, the, the least high on the list it's, it's the last priority for me yeah but, it is, if, but that's not what we're doing <laughs> I, I agree but you know me i always have to think on yeah. some semblance of i have to rationalize things myself however i of would course. say if you wanted to leave I wouldn't stop him from leaving. Well, that's that's why. But it's yeah. partly based on some performances. Part is mm -hmm. based on some of the comments that he's made, and it's based on who I've picked to replace him with, which we'll come on to in a bit. Which no one in the chat box has yet uh, suggested. Quite interestingly, um, Runnison is there uh, as well. <laughs> Just get rid of this guy. He's nowhere. Near, he's never going to be good enough. He's not a homegrown player. He's a literal pointless player in the squad. Give that third place to a Conquo or someone that's going to come through. That, that in itself. Now, you did put Iliev on your list, I remember. Uh, yeah. but I've not included kind of the youth side of things in this. Otherwise, we would have talked I mean, about a few Iliev's more 26. I know, but he's... I know he is, but you know That's not I mean. youth, but he's got to go. <laughs> I understand. He does have to go. You're right. He's got to go. Yes, so yeah. Iliev can go. Um, but yeah, Rodison, there's no point to him. 
that is the, the meanest thing I've probably ever said about one of our Arsenal football. But there is literally no point to this guy being here. Uh, he's not good enough. He's not homegrown. He is there to fill a squad. Get I don't well, what he'd be the last person we finally have to pay off to leave. But if we then just promote from within, that's fine. Still, no one in the chat box is coming up with who I've selected as uh, goalkeeper. There's plenty of uh, suggestions. Let me ask you a question. Uh, I, now I'm curious. I don't feel like waiting. I'm not going to ask the name, but what, what league does this keeper play in? Well, you should know what league it's from. <laughs> um, don't name him. Right, last one is one that everyone is definitely not going to be happy about me putting on this list. Oh, um, that's good. Because there's a, there's a cult following um, in our <laughs> chat box for this guy, uh, and that's Cedric. Now, this has changed over the last um, 48 hours. Oh, I've got to be careful what I say. Um, I Effectively, this is the way I'm going to put it, is that I want us to remove as many Kia agents, uh, agent mm. players out of the team. I want us to get rid of anyone that's associated with him out of the team. I'm really hoping that Edu sacks him off as his agent and we just get that... Um, dynamic out of the we don't need it we don't want it i'm not going to go into my explanation as to why but i don't want it at the club anymore um and i think yeah i think yannick is sad he tuned in for this episode he tuned in waiting for me to say jacka but i didn't put jacka on the list I haven't put Xhaka on the list, which Yannick is going to be actually... Oh, God. Um, no, still no one said my goalkeeper yet, which is interesting. Uh, they've really challenged themselves. Uh, no, Simon is not the guy. He's not the one I picked. Anyway, there's our outs. That's who we would like to see. Oh, my God, I can't wait for the ins. Sides. I'm going to have to, like, hide for a week. The ins, I mean, yours is so brave. <laughs> Just to <laughs> charge you, there's currently over 500 people watching, so you're going to have to explain yourself to only I this is the thing. I don't ever have to explaining myself. Even I don't care like when people disagree. I like when they disagree because I want to hear what they have to oh, say, We do but... encourage you all to disagree with us as much as you like, but please yeah. do explain. Explain your reasons why and in, be as respectful. In fairness, I feel like some of the names people will appreciate. Some of the names people might ask me what the hell am I thinking, which is fine. So yeah. I don't expect to get it all right with their reactions. Fair enough. Let's let's go on. Oh, so you're going that, first uh, this time. Screw you. No, no, no. I'm, I can't because mate, because it's, it's already the animations. Oh, already of course done, it's so oh, first, How yeah. convenient! You always they're preloaded. I thought it's almost as if I've planned <laughs> this. <laughs> um, no. Uh, if before we do go on to that, thank you so much, everyone that's tuning in. There's mad. There's only five, there's over 500 of you in here. If you could drop a like on the video to show your appreciation, appreciation rather for all the effort that's going into the videos recently. Up at 8 a.m. every morning, giving you these transfer shows. I mean, even Drew's still awake at 8 a.m. That's how early I am going on. That's how late he no, stays up to. No, I was, just, I was just up. I was just up, up and up and up and working. So. There you go. So make sure to drop a like on the video and, of course, subscribe because we'll be back here with more content too. And we are about 100 subs away from 22,000. So we are going to get there. Very, very close to getting to 22K. So let's keep that train going. Anyway, let's go on to this side of things. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Drew. Your yes, first sir. choice is Matt Ryan. Let's start. Let's ease the listeners in with some, <laughs> with, what's the word? With some sense. Let's ease it in with yes. some sense and we'll go into it, the crazy side of it. Go on. It does, make, it does make sense. I feel like he was happy to come in, be a backup, try to rehab his career. He fought for his place. I think when he did play, he looked pretty solid and a lot of people were calling for him to start over Leno at a certain point. So if he's happy to come back and, and have more of the same and push Leno, then I don't see why he wouldn't do it. It'd be on a free, the wages wouldn't be astronomical. It's very tough to find competent backup keepers that you would trust if, say, if Leno got injured. Yeah, would most of us would trust Ryan and Goal. Yeah. 
So that's it. Simple as that. It's a free wages aren't going to be a problem. Done and done. Fair enough. I'm I'm just I'm loving the fact that no one in the chat box is getting That's like it out, yeah. it's mm. actually brilliant. And it's still <laughs> like, I'm surprised because it is quality. Um Chris mm. Pete, no, it is not Galashi, mate. It is not you might have thought it was ex Salzburg, maybe, but no. Mm, Galashi um, is, is actually very good. So he is a very good goalkeeper, mm. I would take him. Uh Max Aaron's by Next the way, it is a- it's a- Aaron's Drew. You gotta practice to pronounce his name correctly. It's not oh, Aaron's, it's Aaron. Oh, oh, perfect. Um, no, go. again, it makes sense. It's uh, he's played in the Premier League before. He's homegrown. Um, he's a versatile right back in the sense that he's. I think he's pretty good going forward. He can. He's good in the tackle. He will track back. You know, he's got good pace. <laughs> makes Sorry. sense. Just saw a funny comment. Um, what? Someone suggesting a goalkeeper that's another content creator, but it's quite funny. Um, oh, God, go on, carry on. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it, it, for me, it makes the most sense. And I know that Norwich aren't going to be forced to sell because they're promoted again, but you know, it, a lot of people might struggle to see them stay up again. So I think he's at the point now where he's good enough to move on with, with his career and go to a club that might be one of, you know, have not had a chance of fighting for the European places for top seven. I think he has a good future on him. Again, it solves the homegrown problem because I think I had five or six players that are homegrown that are going out. So it would make sense to bring him in, you know, to, to tick that box as well. So yeah, we'll go with that. Cool. This is, I'm actually loving this game. It's great. <laughs> um, Ryan Bertrand, I'm glad that you've put him in because I've been receiving a hell of a lot of stick. Uh, I don't understand it. Like, uh, listen, the fact that we don't have Europe and there's a, there's a reduction in matches means that this, it's less likely that Tierney is going to have the same injury issues. So you're not going to require Bertrand to start 15, 16 matches in the year. There's no Europe. You know, he's strictly there to be a backup, you know, Tierney's going to yeah. be the first choice regardless. So it doesn't make sense to bring in a younger budding left back who's never going to start over Tierney. It's just not going to happen. If, again, if Burton's happy to come in and, and also he gives you a bit of experience, Premier League experience, you know, he's what, he's 29 or 30. I can't remember which one he is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, just again, it just makes the most sense to me. Again, another free so you can maybe, you know, put funds elsewhere. Hope the wages would be astronomical. I know it's not popular because everyone wants to always bring in younger players who have futures on them. But um, another interesting shot would be Rico Henry from Brentford if you don't look at Bertrand. But would Henry want to be backup at a club when he's starting for Brentford who still have a chance to be in the Premier League? So depends. Yeah. But yeah, Bertrand for me makes sense. Fair enough. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, Bertrand's 32. Sorry, I apologize. But yeah. He is. Well, he turns 32 uh, in August. So 31 for 32. There you go. That's how it works, mate. That's how it works. Um, Michael, Elise? Is it Michael? Elise? What's his? It is, isn't it? Yeah. I was. Just, I, I knew it's Elise. I just forgot what his first name was. Go on, Elise. You've picked. Yeah. Um, again, this is tricky because you know he. What was he? Second in assists in the championship this season. He's starting for them. He's key for Reading. Um, I guess, well, two factors. One, not many people are going to probably peg Reading to get promoted anytime soon. They're close this season, but, you know, are they going to be close every season? Will they actually have what it takes to come through that? But also, I think for me, in terms of where he can fit in tactically and the fact that we're still not going to know how fit someone like Smith Rowe is going to be for the duration of the season, even with the reduction in matches, I feel like he would still have a window to... um, get a good amount of Premier League starts. You know, Smith Rowe can't handle it. Um, again, homegrown. Um, another younger player who um, we can potentially build around because 
say what we will, but I'm still of the opinion that we're going to struggle to keep some of our younger players long-term if we don't get back to a certain level. We don't start getting Champions League at some point. You know, we might have to part ways with someone like Martinelli or someone like Saka. You know, so if you already have another younger attacking player in the system at that point, um, who you've already been developing, it makes sense to me. And um, he might not cost all that much, what, 20, 25 million maybe. So I feel like it, it'd be a bit of a gamble because you're asking him to, to go from being Reading's key creative outlet to fighting for space at Arsenal. But if he was happy to do that, I'd be happy to take him. So, yeah. Fair enough. Um, oh, wrong screen. Here we go. There we go. That's the one I want. Uh, Mateus Cunha uh, from Hertha Berlin. This is interesting because he does look like he's going to be on the move this summer. Yep. Um, they've made him available for about 30 million euros, I think. Mm -hmm. So why him? Because he's, he's versatile. but He's very good. And you would have seen that yourself as well. He's versatile. Mm -hmm. He can play on either flank. He can play as a 10. He can play as a striker. He's done all four things this season. Um He's got good pace. Technically, he's very, very, very good. He has a good eye for goal. Um, he's multifaceted in the way that he can score goals. He's not just a poacher. He's not afraid to, you know, to shoot from outside the area. He's not afraid to um, kind of find more creative ways to score. Um, he's good in combination play as well. Um, and again, I'm, I'm trying to look at players that can fit multiple roles because I think what we've learned this season with Arteta is that he wants his forwards to be able to do mo more than one thing. You know, they or play on either flank, or maybe have to come in centrally when they need to. So for me, I think he, he takes that box. He's, again, he's very, very good. Um, and there are some other sizable clubs that are looking at him as well. Um, yeah, for me, the only issue would be that um, on the mental side of things, uh, like when he switches off, he switches off. So um, that'd be, so for me, it'd be a bit of a gamble for that reason alone, but yeah, I would happily take him because I feel like he'd have a big role to play considering um, everything he has to bring to the table. So, yeah. Someone's got it in the chat box, by the way. I'm not going to tell you who it is just yet, but someone has actually got it. So, fair play. Hold on, I'm looking. Wait, wait, no, no, no. I'm not going to tell you who it is. No, um, but I'm looking anyway. Until I reveal, but someone's <laughs> got it. So, uh, I love this game. This is great. Um, this is interesting. And one I actually have a lot of respect for is as a shout. Jack Harrison, who's on loan uh, at Leeds from Manchester City. Uh, yeah. I hadn't considered this one at all. It's it's similar. It falls into a similar category to me as Neto from Wolves uh, in yeah. a weird way. But but go on. Talk talk to me about Jack Harrison. So I don't. Hold on, you gave me all this stick about my list, and you've not had any. Issues yeah, there's a the reason list. why I've given you a stick about the list. We'll talk about that in a bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe I see where it's coming. Anyway, um, so yeah, for me, um, I think the biggest thing is again, I think Arteta wants us to press quite high, quite quite often. Um, Harrison has thrived and survived in a Bielsa system that is probably the most intensive pressing system or, or at least physically demanding system in the Premier League. And he not, not only did it in the Premier League, he did it in the championship. And he's proven to be fit through both. Um, he's, a, again, a hard worker. I think he, he'll give you goals and assists from, from the flank. And that's something that we a lot of the fans want from, from, from that kind of players. So again, also homegrown. Um, I think for me, the tricky thing about this deal for me is that he he performs for Leeds. Leeds love him. Bielsa loves him. He has no future at City. I think that's pretty clear. So yeah. logically, he'd probably just, you know, he, his loan ends uh, this summer. So logically, he'll probably just go to Leeds in a full deal this summer. But there would still be a window to bring him in. And I think he would really, I think he would push for a starting spot from from the jump because he fits 
what Arteta wants from players off the ball. We've, we've seen criticisms of someone like Martinelli or Pepe, the fact that they weren't doing enough when we weren't in possession, that they they weren't tracking back, they weren't pressing, you know, their, their, their responsibilities off the ball were always somewhat lacking, and Harrison's the opposite of that. I think he does that very, very exceptionally well. Um, again, he will give you goals. I think he's been one of Leeds' unsung heroes this season. You know, Bamford and Rafinha get a lot of applause, but Harrison's been excellent. So I think a, a cheeky bid for that would make a lot of sense for, for multiple reasons. So. Sweet. Uh, last one for you, which is one that I don't think anyone in the chat box would have ever no, mentioned. No, uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure this is you know, Mangala. Now, when you <laughs> sent me the list and you said Mangala, I was like, "Are you for real, Eloquia Mangala? <laughs> why, why do you want Eloquia? But it's not. It's already Mangala. Uh, Mangala. Talk to me about him. All right. So people kind of when everyone name drops Basuma, they talk about the fact that you know he can play DM, but He's box box, you know, he, he'll drive play. Um, and so that's why I like Mangala. Um, and I think it'll it'd be a little bit easier to maybe convince him to come because the second Basuma gets interest from someone like a city or Liverpool, if either of those clubs come in with a bid, it's hard to see us outbidding them or, or being more attractive to him. Um, and also mm. you kind of feel like he, he'll want to start wherever he goes next. But Mangala might be able to convince that he can work himself in. And especially if, for some strange reason, just say in, in whatever universe, Jacka does want to leave this summer. Um, I think he'd be good enough to push for a starting spot. He's very progressive as well. He's very good on the ball, but he also, he can drive play. Um, he's not afraid to take men on. He's not afraid to drive forward. Um, he presses very, very well as well. I should have, to have a, you know, a good pressing system. He, he survives there quite well. Um, and it'd be an, an out of the box, Mm. not incredibly costly move that you could see that has a lot of upside potential as well. He's still very young. And he, he's 22, um, full Belgian international. So yeah, I, I, you know, again, outside of the box, I know a lot of people were looking at this list to hope that we were just going to pull a FIFA and, and spend four hundred yeah, million. No, and, I did and say, to big names, I say that we had to be realistic. Was no. the thing. And it, you didn't, I said to him, it didn't have to be specific people that we've been linked to. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, to, kind of bear it in mind and be realistic about things. But, yeah. I mean, I, I disagree with a lot, <laughs> <laughs> as you would imagine. Um, the ones I do agree with, though, are Matt Ryan, uh, Max Aarons, and uh, Am Ryan Bertrand. I think they're obvious three choices. I think they all improve the situation that we need. Ryan's been a very good backup. Aarons is a much better right back than what we've got. And I think I've actually leaned more towards him than Emerson over kind of doing a little bit more looking into both of them. Uh, homegrown is a big factor in that as well. Bertrand is, I've already gone into a lot of detail. Now, Drew, do you want to have a final guess uh, who the goalkeeper is before I reveal who it is that's replacing Give me, Give me the league that he's in. La, obviously La Liga. Oh, Christ. Um, I'll give you 10 seconds. You know I'm not going to fucking know. I don't watch <laughs> enough La Liga to know, so, yeah. Here we go. Who is it? Oh, okay. I forget his name, but I know. I know. Bono, or as people in the like for chat put, Bunu. <laughs> <'Cause And> you... <laughs> he's, he's known as Bono. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. And a, a big congratulations to, uh, it was Gary Hardy first. Someone did actually say, this, I think it was Yo-Yo, said the severe keeper earlier on, but they didn't name him. Gary Hardy was the first one in the chat box who actually named uh, Bono in the chat. 
Um, so that I spotted anyway. I may have missed someone, and someone's going to get very upset that I didn't see them. But yes, Bono has kept 15 clean sheets this season um, in La Liga, not across the whole season, just in La Liga. That's 15 clean sheets. He's 30 years old. Um, he's very gettable. Uh, 28 goals conceded across 33 La Liga games, which is also a very decent under than one per game record. Um, people might say that a lot of that is down to the severe defence, but actually there's a big kind of impact in both not only there being a good keeper there and a good defence, but actually the kind of um, confidence that he gives you. That is certainly something that, that our defenders need. So I've gone for Bono as the keeper that I'd want to replace uh, Burns Leno. And he's certainly um, better than him in my view as well. Sorry, Drew, I just had to mute you because there was a little bit of background noise going on. Um, yeah, I was typing, sorry. That's all right. Uh, so that's that's him. I mean, what do you think of that? Do you want any reaction to, to Bono? As well, I'm not surprised about the first three because, again, <laughs> the amount that you and I have discussed things over, over time, I kind of feel like you know at least half our list was going to be similar, if not identical. Um, yeah. For Bono, I, from what I have seen of him when I've seen Sevilla in Europe, I don't think he's a bad keeper, obviously. Um, and you could probably argue that when it comes to trying to keep it affordable – it would make sense. I know a lot of people were shouting Ariola, considering how well he performed for Fulham. Um, but also on the flip side, you could say, well, there's a reason why he didn't make it at PSG. So, you know, six of one, I suppose. Um, yeah. But I think that would be a pretty astute signing if it, if it if it paid off. I think it would be maybe somewhat similar to to, to the signing of Leno in the first place. It was affordable when he did it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he wanted to move on. Another bigger club wasn't really in for him, so we took the punt. And yeah, so I think it would make sense, at least in theory. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Tashi says in the chat, Tom, didn't you want Emerson over Max Aarons? I did. You're right. I've, I've changed my mind, uh, as I like to do. I've, I've changed my mind completely on this. Um, a lot does come down to the fact that I think that he's going to be more gettable um, than Emerson is. I think also the fact he's homegrown. And I like that he's going to give us a lot going forwards as well. Uh, and from hearing kind of the the expert insight that we got on our tactical breakdown from, from Jack, from the Canary cast, we basically talked about him being one of the most consistent players he's ever seen, uh, which I can't associate as religiously to Emerson. He says about him that he's a 7 out of 10 every single week, minimum. Um, and most times he goes above that. So, and he's made two mistakes in his living memory that you can remember, and he's been a Norwich fan all his life. So, he watches pretty much every game. So, I trust that judgment, and I have changed my mind. Um, moving on to my next one is what well, a very much a crowd pleaser, um, Ives Basuma from mm. Brighton. Uh, for me, as you've seen from, I mean, there's three, arguably, there is four on this list already Premier League players that we're, we're signing from Norwich City are now Premier League, if you want to be funny about the championship side. Um, but for me, it's, it's an obvious choice for our midfields. Obviously, I know that we've been linked to him um, and we are interested in him as well as like Sanderberg. I've not put Sanderberg on the list. Um, I've chosen Basuma over him. Um, I just think he is certainly going to be the one that I think is is the right choice to partner Thomas Partey going forwards at 24 on the way up really good experience at, at not just in France but obviously now in England and he's on a trajectory that just make, think, or makes me think he's going to improve and improve and improve so that's that's who I've gone for there hmm. um is that would you be fine with Basuma coming in I should <laughs> so, something I wouldn't be fine with it I again I know, like, I, I probably think of this list and I probably take it to a thought process that maybe exceeds what this show is you about. Very Drew. <laughs> I do, but I, again, I kind of feel like 
the minute that City might want to come in and, and look at him, that's finished. Like, I, I don't think he's an option at that point. I think, and also you have to say that would, would he, if, if Jacka doesn't leave, and mm. we've seen that Jacka party has a partnership when it's, when it's played and it's grown and they've done quite well. Yeah. Does he come into the team and start? Would he be fine with that? You know, he could also probably start for Liverpool because Wijnaldum is leaving. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Keita hasn't settled. You know, so you could be looking at a midfield trio of Fabino, Basuma, and Thiago, which, like, mm-hmm. just thinking about that, it hurts my brain. So I think that those two destinations make more sense for him. But I think yeah. if we could if we could pull it off, and you know, obviously I'd be happy to get him. I just I went to the more realistic side of things, where I think if if a bigger club wants him that can offer him Europe, then we don't have a, a prayer really, at least in my estimation. So that's why I didn't add him. Yeah, but I, 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 didn't I have to it. say I have to say, Drew, that my I a year ago I used to have that kind of viewpoint very religiously, no, no. and I have changed in my mind a lot, a lot from from starting at one hundred and one and. Mm-hmm speaking to a lot of players since sure. and this isn't a whole blow my own trumpet or anything but yes, genuinely, <laughs> speaking, <laughs> genuinely arsenal is looked upon whether they're in europe or not as a very attractive place to go um the same way as not necessarily the same way but certainly in the same standing as what chelsea were when they mm-hmm. dropped out of europe and how players still wanted to go there because players kind of see that the potential of not only the fact that the club can get into europe um, but the Premier League is very desirable. London is very desirable. The history of the club and the players that they grew up watching, which in this kind of era of players, Arsenal is associated with the players they grew up watching, which is typically the players that I grew up watching, which is obviously late 90s, early noughties, um, Thierry Henry, Golden Era sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it is still a very attractive kind of club for players. I, I don't disagree with that. I think for me, I look at it by a case-by-case basis. I think if you mm. if you were to say that, the only two clubs in for Bazuma were us or I, I don't know Villa. Of course, he would pick us. You know what I mean? But yeah. I do. I do think players also look at factors like you know, will I have a chance to, to win trophies with this club? With City, uh, yeah. will yeah. I win the league? Do I have a shot at Champions League? Do Do I get to work with Pep? But these are also things that players <laughs> do think about. Yeah, so I, that's the thing. So I, I I think from a base level of value, Arsenal is always going to have a pull, especially on. A certain generation of players, especially on a certain generation of players that come from certain countries, especially if they're French speaking. I think that's been made clear by multiple players who have come to the club and also been linked with moves in the past. You, you can't discount it. It's the same reason why why Bayern run the rule on Germany because mm. they're the institution in, in, in the country. So if you can play for Bayern, you go play for Bayern and you don't think twice. So it's the same, it's the same premise. But I think with the Basuma example, if if, if bigger clubs who could offer him the same, if not more, weren't in for him, I would say it makes complete sense. But I'm just not sure that we'll be able to really, you know, go toe-to-toe with someone like City of Liverpool and, and he would yeah, choose us. Yeah. I don't know. So that's that's my only rationale behind that. But as a player, Fair I enough. love him at the club. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I'm, I just realised I've looked at the time we've been going for 52 minutes. It's crazy. <laughs> it's been so enough. long on this. It is. Um, but we've got quite a, st- a bit still to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be done in about 15. So let's see how we can get through this. And the next one on my list is Everichi Eze. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this yesterday. We did. He mm-hmm. and me and Clive have, have basically started a cult following of no. Eze now on social media. <laughs> well, Clive, back, so you're, you're in the good. So fine. Yes. And Clive <laughs> is going to be with us, by the way, next, next Tuesday, guys if you want to make sure you tune in next Tuesday, same time, five o'clock. Um, but yeah, we, we're basically starting a petition 
to uh, get Eze to Arsenal. Um, it's, it's just an obvious choice to me. You'll see it when I when we do go through our lineups in a second. Um, but he, I just look at that core, and if you add him to Emil Smith-Rowe, you add him to Saka, and you add him to maybe Balogun coming through, you add him to obviously young players like Saliba and, and Gabriel and, and Tierney and Martinelli, and all of a sudden, even Aaron's, if you manage to get him, and suddenly you've got a squad there that is going to grow together and develop together and it has got loads of creative quality. Um, so, yeah, Eze is, is who I've gone for there. And the last one is a bit of a, a left-field pick, as you would expect from me. Um, and, of course, I could not end the list without one Salzburg player. But, Drew, it's, it's a countryman of yours. It's a countryman of yours, Drew. You should appreciate this. Um, I don't know why. I mean, look at your list, mate. It's dead. <laughs> so I judge it's, it's not. He has, okay. He's literally, well, do you he's, know who this is? Do you know yes, of is? course. Yes. But he's literally proven next to nothing. Yes, he has. And that's why we should go and get him before he proves no, I, something. I just, just kind of I love like, this guy. I love, no, I love as, Brendan Aronson. Brendan Aronson is going to be good. He's gonna as, be good, as a talent, I think he will be, and that's probably part bias for obvious reasons. But I feel like he's he has to be that type of player that I don't think he can go from Salzburg to a big club in one go that quickly. I I think he needs a lot of development because already going from the setup he was he was in before Salzburg to Salzburg, I think he's done quite well there. But as we've seen, it's I never mean disrespect when I say these kind of things, so I don't want people mm. to come through the screen, but it's it's on the easier end of the spectrum for attacking players to do well in Austria, especially when they're young. And, and that's the trend. Young players do well in Austria if they're attacking players. Yeah, that's I mean, a historic... That, that Holland guy has gone on to do so bad. Yeah, but Holland is a freak of nature. He's, he's, <laughs> I, I think for me, that's a, that's a bit different. You know, you look at Holland and you know that he he was always going to go kind of straight to the top. I think with Aronson, I think you're looking at a very good player, but I think he wants to slow burn it a bit more. And then Sadio again... Mane's he, done really badly as well. But did Sadio Mane go from Salzburg to Liverpool? No, he went to Salzburg to Southampton and did really right. well there. He did. So I think that's I think that's the track that... Sabitz has been terrible at Leipzig as well, hasn't he? Who? Sabitz, Sabitzer. Oh, Sabitzer? Uh... Drew, no, come on! But, I'm not letting you get away with this. I'm no, sorry, but again, but I, but again, I understand what you're saying. That so, sure, but, I get, I get it. Because if you're playing at Salzburg, it's a very dominant team in that league, and it yeah. means you can flourish. But I, do, I don't buy into the fact that people struggle or players struggle when they leave attacking players specifically when they leave somewhere like Salzburg that they struggle. I don't buy into it because I think that there is so many examples of players that have left. Salzburg and gone on to do really but good have they gone to a top 12 club in the world from Salzburg other than Holland who is arguably going to be the attacking talent in Europe next decade no Mane went to Southampton for that bumper move you had Zabitzer who went to Leipzig and Leipzig was not a, a club of note yet when he went there he still had to prove it there while the club was proving themselves so I th- and then you look at um how much his face damn it the South Korean who went uh, he, well. uh, Huang he changed. Yeah, he's, he's not good. done anything since his move. I think that's more down to the competition at Leipzig. Sure, but him. but does exactly he should have gone to a club that was not already stacked with attacking talent. He needed a, a situation where he was going to be guaranteed time, and that was never happening. Mm. So I feel like for me, that's the issue. It's not that I don't think Aronson's going to be good. I think he will be good. I yeah. think he has probably a better yeah. ceiling than someone like Josh Sargent, who a lot of people have a lot of the good things to say. And I think he's also going to be a very good player. 
I just feel like going from a very small sample size from Salzburg in the league. But I would where, say that, that mm. what, I would say that you could bring him in, and it doesn't mean he starts. You can bring him in, and you can loan him out somewhere to get that experience. And this is what I'm sure. saying is that you, you. This is what we need to be more savvy about, Drew. Is that we need to stop waiting and waiting and waiting for these people to to come good and then sign them for a big fee. Get them in when there's an element of risk. Loan them out for a season or two, like you see what Chelsea have done. And if you if they're the right player. Great, get them in. If they're not the right player, they've had two years out on loan and you can move them on for a decent fee. I don't disagree I don't disagree with that. But if 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 you said that when you when you said that, I wouldn't be having this discussion with you. Because that's two very different right. things. It's buying him and saying he's good enough to start for Arsenal now is a different discussion than buying him now, loan him for a year or two and then reassess it. That's different. I'm buying him now. <laughs> sure. One of, yeah, but I, I it's weird because I feel like I didn't look at so the way I tackled this list was I looked at it as players who I thought could come in and contribute now. Like I get what you're saying with Aronson. You can buy him now because you don't want to pay 40 million when you can pay whatever. Right. I'm worried for you because you know I, I mean? feel like saying that you're going to look a little silly in a minute. That's what I'm going to say because you've said that you've looked at players that are going to have an impact now. But if we go on to, by the way, I wanted to add him into it, obviously. <laughs> Jocko. Uh, no, 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 no. That was that was Zobosla. Are you mad? <laughs> yeah, that's why I said Shocker. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. No, but this is your eleven, right? If you're talking about people that are going to have an immediate impact, two of the signings you've picked are in the team. Just two. yeah, but impact impact doesn't always mean they come in to start. And also, for the for example, you can always sign players, and they might not be in your starting eleven on match day one, but they work themselves in when they settle, and they're in, a, in your team on match day five. Just because you sign a good player in the summer doesn't mean that they've settled to be ready to start yet. It means long-term that same season to plan this to start them. But a lot of times summer signings don't just walk into the team. Sometimes they do. A lot of times they do, especially if they're at a certain level. But a lot of the players that I also picked were a lot of them were younger. Also, a lot of them, some of them were depth options. No one expects Bertrand to come in and start. Ryan obviously isn't starting. Kuna probably could start if you know, something happens with Lacazette or if Smith Rowe's not fit or if whatever happens. So Harrison comes in and starts, Harrison starts. And I always preface that Ola say I feel like I already said that I didn't expect him to come in and to compete for a starting spot. You think Harrison starts over Pepe? I think he does because I think Harrison suits what Arteta wants, not just in an attacking sense. He suits the pressing scheme. He suits the work off the ball. I think he's I think Harrison's more of a, a team player and you look at a, a lead system that is more way more about the collective. I feel like Pepe is more closer to an Oba than not, where I feel like he thrives under a certain set of circumstances that suit specifically what suits him. Do you see what I'm right. saying? I think that's why he did so well for Lille and this that's no discredit to Lille or, or, or Ligon or anything like that. I just feel like the, it's not that I don't rate Pepe either. I just feel like Harrison suits it, it ticks more boxes for an Arteta system than maybe Pepe would. And obviously, I could be wrong. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And it just, again, I kind of feel like there, there's so many, like, caveats to this discussion. We, we could have said, you know, let's let's talk about players that can come in from day one and they're starting on match day one. I, my list probably looks a little bit different. And yours might too, for example. Or it's more like when I look at this list, it's more of where I think we're going to be in three years, where I hope we're going to be in three years the kind of money I expect us to to or not spend, you know, these kind of things I factored in. So that's kind of my rationale behind it. Um, yeah. So yeah, some of those players I did to kind of think for the long term, like Olesay is, is absolutely a longer term signing. He's not even 20 years old yet. And I don't think he 
would work himself into the team immediately. You know, Mangala, I feel like, would probably contribute. I feel like if he came in and proves that he probably could start maybe over Shaka, depending on certain factors, because he's more mobile, he's caught out less, he can progress the ball better than Shaka can when on the ball. So there are certain things that could maybe happen that I didn't consider. So, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, my so I think obviously Bono starts in goal. Aaron, <laughs> I've gone with Saliba. Um, yeah. I, I think he needs to start. I think he needs, he needs to give him the minutes. He's been brilliant at Nice since he's gone there. He's not been perfect, but he's been good. Quick question, real fast for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think having a good loan spell elsewhere means he automatically should start here? It's two different things. I think that it doesn't necessarily mean it at every team, but when the other option is Rob Holding... Um, I think he does. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. If 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 it was like if you were looking at somewhere else like uh, Chelsea, when you've got the likes of Rudiger and Christiansen, mm-hmm. then maybe you wouldn't start him straight away. But we no, don't have fair. the luxury of that. Um, so that's that's my team. That's that's what I'd go for right now. Abamyang and Lacazette are interchangeable. I, I it's interesting. I went with Lacazette just based on the form of this season, basically. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. And a creative trio of Eze, Smith-Rowe and Saka would create chances that Aubameyang would thrive upon, um, especially Eze from that left-hand side. I mean, you could either interchange them. Um, this, this for me, is just... It, it serves everything that I want Arsenal to be. You've got two centre-backs that are very mobile, that can be up and down, that aren't going to get caught out and turned easy. You've got two full-backs that are going to be able to bomb up each side of the, uh, the field and really put those balls into the box. And you've got two number six or number eights in Partey and Basuma, especially Basuma, that's going to give you that defensive security that allows those full-backs to get up the pitch. And then you've got three amazing kind of players in the, in the, fr- in the creative three that are going to give you that interchange of, uh, of real movement and creativity for the striker. Someone said that there's no leaders. I disagree because I think Partey can certainly be a leader in a team. Absolutely no problem whatsoever. A leader by example is what I look at with him. The defence is the questionable area in terms of leaders. Tierney we know is one. Aaron's is is questionable about his leadership, but his consistency is certainly a, a quality that a lot of people need. Um, and it's a very young attacking trio, which is where there is obviously questions. But I think that there is options in what else we've got in the squad. Like, we don't see a Marie there. We don't see a holding there necessarily. We don't see a Xhaka in there at the moment, even though I've kept him in the squad. You've got more experienced players in the forward line. A Bamiyang can come in. People say that there's not much experience. But in my view, when you look at that team, it's who am I really changing out to add experience into this team? That's what I'm really struggling with. Because when you want experience, Drew, for me, experience in in terms of a position, in terms of leadership especially, doesn't really come from an attacking midfielder or a winger, in my mind. I don't look at leadership from those positions, right? No, it's fine. If people are telling me that where they want leadership, it's from the spine. Bono gives that severe defence so much marshalling, so many instructions and really solid communication. Which Leno lacks as well. Which Leno really does lack. Mm -hmm. When you've got the centre-backs, that's obviously an area that you want leadership, but we are not going to be in a position this summer where we're going to go out and sign the Van Dyke-esque leader. This mm. It's just not going to happen. So we have to go with what we've got. I think Partey, for me, is a leader in the team. I think it gets way more criticism than what he actually deserves from a lot of the fan base. I think that Basuma can become a leader in the team as well, and I think he leads that Brighton midfield very, very well and has done this season. Tini, we know, is a leader. So, what do you, what, I mean, we're going to finish off in a second. So 
I, if, I run it, I mean, if he says that lineup is too defensive, and I, I, I find that incredible considering how attacking both fullbacks are, how attacking the front three is, and how obviously much Lacazette gets in that team. But I, obviously, I know I'm not going to please and No, you're not going to be able to please everyone. But no. I do find it strange how people interpret these teams in certain ways because Partey's passing into the into those three is going to be brilliant when he's got someone next to him that can be disciplined and keep that position. But t- tell me what you think. I don't think that someone said in the chat that that head to head your team would smash mine. I don't see a terrible amount of difference between your team and mine. I think the biggest difference is the comparison between Basuma and Chaka. I think for me, our team's actually pretty similar, despite that. I think Eze and, and Harrison bring a lot of similar qualities. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a terrible amount of difference between Saliba and the holding. Um, I think obviously the hope is that Saliba would end up being better than holding. Obviously, that's kind of the trajectory that people assume will take hold, uh, expect to take hold, sure. But I, I think our team's actually pretty similar. Um, I think it offers a pretty good balance. Um, I think for me, the only thing I would say is someone like Basuma, I know he can sit deep, but he's had his most effective performances for Brighton when he's not sat deep when he's been way more box-to-box, when he's gone and, and gotten forward and be able to actually impose himself in the opposition third or further up in, in the middle third rather than just sitting deeper. And the issue for me is because you, with Tierney, you want Tierney to get forward as much as humanly possible. That's when that's where he really excels. He's not he's not like a he's not gonna kinda give you those those diagonal balls from 35, 40 yards out to cross. He wants to get deep. He wants to get in into the area if he can. Um, but if you also have Basuma bombing on forward as well, you can get hit down that our left side channel very, very easily. So I think for me, my only issue that's my, that's kind of my only issue with Basuma and 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 over over Jaka, it would be Jaka at least you know can be instructed to sit deep or at least to cover Tierney's gap when he's bombing forward. We've seen that he do that time and time again this season. So apart from that, I think this team's actually very good. Um, I don't think it has a terrible amount of weakness. I think it offers a lot of good attacking balance. Be a lot of good combination play in this team as well. I think you, you, when you need it to, Basuma can drive the play. I think Parta can be a deeper creative player if you task him to do it. Mm-hmm. I think his, his range of passing is better than we've seen this season. I think it was on display in certain parts, but I think it's better than what we've seen so far. I think when he, when he really settles, you'll see more of it. And you know, also you can have, obviously, you know, Sleepy can, can play a ball from deep. He's also very good building from the back. So, yeah, I, I like the team. Sweet. Um, that That is going to pretty much close off uh, today's show. So if you have enjoyed it, guys, in the chat, and there's been hundreds of you watching, we really appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you drop a like and subscribe if you're new, um, because we're nearly hitting 22,000 subs. So please do help support the channel. You can find Drew at Twitter, where you can chastise him for all of his decisions <laughs> today, um, at Logic Lara, and you can find us at The Going Talk TV. Thank you, Drew. Really appreciate your time this afternoon, mate. It's a good debate, good chat. Yeah, but thank you for me. Mm-hmm. I have to go back to writing now. So Yes, so do I. I've got a T&E piece to write for the Modern Footballer magazine, which, if you haven't checked out yet, you can, because it's right here. Make sure you go and check out the Modern Footballer magazine, because there's lots of pieces in it by not just me, but the man sitting to my right on my screen. There we go. There he is. Um, on that yeah, side, I've already so got, I already did my three. I feel bad for Adam, because I sent all three at the same time. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm writing mine tonight, so uh, that's, that's... Well, my deadline's yeah. different than yours, because... I've got one on him. Which, yeah. if you don't know who he is, where have you been living? For no, the last... don't. Just bust Tom's And Drew, who's yours about? What page are you no, on? No, they... On that one? You're not in this one. 
Yes, I am. I mean, every, every single issue one. Four. Which one? Yeah, every single issue. Who have you written? Uh, about Dortmund. Dortmund. Should be. Dortmund. I'm looking for Dortmund. I'm looking. I'm looking for yellow. I'm assuming it will be yellow. Or black. Oh, I, I don't have the hard copy of it. Do you not? Oh, no. I can't find it. This is annoying. I should have planned this before. I can't find it. Oh, well. Well, it's definitely in here. There's one on Athletic Club, Frankfurt, Hellas, Verona, Maradona. There's so much in here. Obviously, you go check it out on... Uh, on. I mean, the guys also, that get French football news and all of the, that do it. The, the, issue coming, the issue coming out will have a bunch of previews about the Euros coming up as well. So. Very true. I've got it. It's right here. The yellow wall. There yeah. it is by Drew. So some really good stuff in the Modern Footballer magazine. If you want to go and check it out, you just type it in on Twitter and it will come up. Um, but there we go. Thank you all so much, people, for tuning. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'll be joining you tomorrow morning, definitely at 8 a.m. for the next transfer show. There may be another show this evening. There may not be. I'm not 100% sure if I'm doing one yet. Um, and of course, we've got the game tomorrow against Crystal Palace, where Arsenal have got their European dream. Still, it is a possibility. We'll wait and see. Thank you, Sheffield United, for battering Everton. Much appreciated. Um, but yeah, that was going to be a very interesting one to see what happens. But we'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.